All right, welcome back to the Connection Coach Training. Um, this is the recordings of a shortened version of previous discussions we had with Connection Coaches at Stones Crossing Church. Our Connection Coaches, the primary goal of this is to help people connect into ministry at our church, to help people explore their giftings, their talents, their abilities. Um, the different things that you're going to hear about in this training, some of them are going to come from what is called the place assessment. Um, some of the material comes from what is called the shape assessment. Um, the place assessment is from Atlanta, I'm from a ministry out there called Place that has been working for 30 years, helping people explore their giftings. And shape um, is derived from Saddleback Church. Um, it is also used to help people explore their giftings. And the early material you're going to hear in this course is how we at Stones Crossing Church think about um, missions and servings and our goals and trying to get people involved. And so session one, we'll cover um, just the things that are specific to us as a church. And then we will work through primarily the place material um, so that you feel more equipped to sit down with people and talk with them about how God is calling them to serve in ministry. And so this is um, a training that we will do in person from time to time, but this is the shortened version in case you missed a session or you wanted to become a connection coach during the time period while we weren't doing a training. So without saying more, um, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. So our goals for being a connection coach are this. Um, we want to understand um, our heart for serving. Um, what, what are we calling people to? Um, what, are, what are we really after? Make sure we put serving in its appropriate place, theologically speaking. And then secondly, we want to understand the processes of assimilation here at Stones Crossing Church. Um, I imagine there'll be some people that are listening to this from other churches from time to time, and um, if that's the case, this is the stuff that you can just kind of try to take your own systems and apply them in here um, in this place for this training for whatever you're using it for in your church. And then third, we want to understand the ministries of our church better. Um, we want to understand their purpose, why we created them, how they're established, that way that when you're navigating, um, encouraging someone to step into serving, that you can do so um, really knowing what you're talking about and not just only be familiar with the few ministries that you've been involved with. And then lastly, we want to equip everyone that listens to this um, to um, lead people through a coaching session um, through PLACE, which is an assessment that we offer up to anybody in our church that just covers um, their giftings, their talents, um, working through spiritual gifts and how God is calling them to serve. And so the hope is that you, they could take this training on their own they could sit down with you as a connection coach, and then you could help them facilitate a journey where they're stepping into serving in a ministry, hopefully finding something that is a right, appropriate fit for them. Again, um, serving is something that people who have been involved in church with a long time have done um, often out of guilt. It's something that they've often done because they think that they've have to, but they've never really worked through the process to say, what exactly has God uniquely called me to step into in serving? And so that's our role is to help them discover that. Um, and truly, I believe this is one of the greatest um, gifts, one of the greatest opportunities that we have walking alongside people in our church. So let's talk about going beyond. Um, what does it mean to go beyond? The Lord calls us to live beyond ourselves by telling others the great news of the gospel message, that Jesus Christ has bought us with his blood, and that he makes us righteous before God. When we talk about going beyond here at Stones Crossing Church, which this is our, this is our third B here at the church, we have three Bs, belong, become, and beyond. When we talk about going beyond here at Stones Crossing Church, we see this out of overflow of what God has done for us. So we often will say this when we're talking about going beyond that we want to be a church that is so in love with God for who he is and what he has done that we can't help but to love 
the one in front of us. So again, the three B's of our church, belong is kind of the community aspects of the church, become is the discipleship aspects of the church, and beyond is the missions aspects of the church. But really, these also give us a picture into how the gospel works. As we're belonging into the family of God, as we're becoming like Christ, we can't help but to love those that God has placed in front of us. And so we don't serve to earn God's love. Rather, we serve because we have God's love. But the reality is that statistics show that there are only about 20% of the people in the American church who attend church and also serve within the church. Now, for our church here at Stones Crossing, this is a more around 50 to 60% of people who attend here. But again, we have worked hard to make sure that people understand that serving is a part of attending the local church church body. We also say this when we talk about going beyond, that we don't want to guilt people to live beyond themselves. We know that that doesn't work. We want you to be so inspired by what Christ has done for you that we that we love him back. So one of the things that often happens in a church context is that people share ministry needs from the front. And so while they're up front and they're speaking, um, they may say that we need more people in children's ministry. And, and I know from as someone who's attended church most of my life, that often we hear those needs and we don't necessarily believe that they're real <laughs> or we don't necessarily um, think that they're real, like a need. It's just in a rhythm that somebody just shares these things from time to time and that's why they're sharing it up front. And this is how we perceive this. But um, the reality is here at Stones Crossing Church that if we share a need with people from the front on Sunday morning in an email, through social media, anywhere we share a need, it is a real need meaning that it's a gap in our ministry that is affecting the way that we function, and therefore we need to find somebody to step in and fill that gap. And so while we will talk about serving from time to time, if we ever specifically say something, it's because it's a real need, because we don't want to guilt people into serving. We want people to serve out of their gifting. That's where we believe it's best, is that when someone feels called to step into a role and serve into it. And I believe that God has provided us some incredible people across our church body who are so gifted uniquely that there are enough people to fill the roles that we have. It's just helping them facilitate how they step into those roles. We also, when we talk about going beyond, we often borrow from Paul's words in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, where he says this. He says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body. See, what I love about this passage is that Paul does not give this picture that we sometimes see in the church where it's the pastors, the shepherds, are the ones who are doing all the work of the ministry. See, when I was growing up, sometimes in the church context, it appeared as if ministry did not exist if there wasn't a pastor there. See, one of the things that we're trying to do at Stones Crossing Church is that we're trying to equip the people of our church to do ministry. So the primary role of the leader of the church, the primary role of the pastor, our role, even your role as stepping into this role of connection coach, is to help equip people, the saints, for the work of the ministry that God has already established for them. So again, we don't just um, facilitate everything ourselves. We merely want to just help people discover what God is uniquely calling them to, what are the things that he's calling them to serve in inside our body and in our community that only they can do. So next, as you're looking at your notes, you'll see this diagram. Um, and this is a diagram that we worked on this past year to simplify the mission of what do we mean when we say, how do we go beyond? 
So what does it mean to go beyond? Well, we as a church, we send our people out. Again, this is this picture of us equipping them, recognizing their giftings, the way that God's uniquely called them, the way that God's uniquely given them passions. And we send them out into two places. We send them out into the world, meaning the global context. Um, often people are going to be called into full-time ministry. Often t- people are going to be called to be serving within our partnerships, uh, mission trips, um, serving through child sponsorship and things. And we want to send people out for the global mission of Christ. But then secondly, we also want to send people out to our community. And we have defined our community as this. This is where people live, and this is where people work. And what we're saying here is this, that in our current American context is that people will spend just as much time at work as they do at home. So while we do want to encourage people to serve their their neighbors, this is a huge part of the ministry equipping that we do, we also want to call people to serve within their work context. How can we as a church equip people for conversations around the gospel at work? How can we equip people to meet real needs within their context of work? And see, as we're doing all this, as we're sending people out, we primarily want to encourage them to minister through their calling and their gifting. So this is what it means when we say to go beyond. So how do we encourage people to do that? Again, we're talking about being a connection coach today. This is one capacity of how we want to equip people to serve within the local church body. But we also do this through some repeatable systems where we actually introduce people to the opportunity to take a place assessment and meet with a connection coach, and that are these places. First off, we do this in our membership class. So um, a couple times a year, we are in a rhythm of having a membership class. And as people step into membership, it's a great time that we believe to encourage them to serve within the church body, to serve locally if they already aren't. And so we share this need with them and people select, do they want to step into a serving opportunity or they let us know if they already are. Um, we almost paint this like it's an expectation of being a member of our church because we know how important it is, how much it's going to help them even relate to the church body. And so um, often this is one of our greatest sources of people se- stepping into membership. Secondly, we have these Be the Church workshops. These are a regular rhythm for new people in our church for them to be connected into our ministries. In one of these days, one of these workshops, we talk about serving um, within the context of the church, serving within our community. This is actually something for someone that if you do go to Stones Crossing Church and you're looking for how to connect um, with people in our church to start coaching them, coming to these workshops is great um, because often people come to the church They know they're supposed to serve. They want to serve. They just don't know exactly how or what exactly they're being called to. So the workshops are a great place to do this. Also, we are in a rhythm here at Stones Crossing Church where twice a year we have a Serve Sunday. This is where we will actually have a ministry fair in our church, an old school model for a young mind like me, but we'll have a ministry fair within our church where we will actually um, let all of our ministries be present just so that they're up in front of people. Um, This is something that we do that just helps people to be able to explore the different ministries of our church if they're not already serving in them. It also lets them know about the mission of our church outside of the Sunday morning service. So they they see um, the impact that our church is having in our community in the different ways and all the different things it even takes just to pull off a Sunday. And so we do this twice a year here um, just because we tried it once and it worked really, really well. And so we've kept the consistent rhythm of doing it. Also from time to time, people will go to our website And on our website, um, you can always explore all of the serving needs. It almost operates as a digital ministry fair. You can see all the different places to serve. You can sign up to serve. And you can also there sign up to say that I want to take the place assessment to explore where is God calling me to serve. And so 
Um, this is one of the ways that, again, people often step into serving as they just find it on our website as they're exploring our church. And then from time to time, lastly, one of the repeatable systems that we have is that we will share a church-wide serving need if it is, um, we deem it to be necessary. So a great example of this is as we reopened our children's ministry, we had new volunteers, old volunteers, we had a lot of gaps. And so we said, we need to share this in front of our congregation to make sure that people know that the gap is there so that they can step up, facilitate and meet the need. And so again, as I was saying, we talk about serving in our membership class. We talk about it in our workshops. We talk about it on Serve Sundays. You can find it on our website and you can also find it through our church-wide serving pushes when we have a specific need that we believe needs to be met in our church. Now, I want to talk a little bit about our leadership pipeline. And so this is um, the structure in which that we approach serving roles within the context of our local ministry and within our church. And um, this is not something that we necessarily expect everybody within our church to see all these levels, to hit, um, hit all these different things. Some people will stay in one level for a long time. Some people will move up the pipeline. And so Um, We have five different steps in our leadership pipeline. The first is the first serve. The first serve is that every single ministry in our church should have a role that somebody can easily step into within a week's notice, something that they can try, something that they can explore, that they can see if this is the right place for them to serve. Every single ministry should have one of these things within the context of their ministry. The second is the regular volunteer. This is somebody that is con- that is helping to assist in doing the work of the ministry, whether it be in children's ministry, whether it be with our Stones Auto ministry. They are helping to accomplish the mission of the ministry, but they're not necessarily in a leadership role. Um, this is for someone who is not re- necessarily feeling called, ready to be a teacher. Maybe they're newer in their faith, or maybe there's somebody that they're just so busy, but they want to serve within their local church body. So we have these roles that they can just step into and consistently serve. Then the third step in our leadership pipeline is we have leaders. Um, This can be classroom teachers. This can be small group leaders. This can be um, all a a lot of different roles within our church where people are actually either leading the classroom or they're leading the event or they're leading the ministry. Um, And they're leading it really just for that day and that function. And so that's the third step in our pipeline. And then the fourth step is we have ministry coordinators. Ministry coordinators are people that are actually driving the ministry efforts. And so every single ministry in our church um, has a ministry coordinator. Some of these are staff members. Some of these are lay leaders within our church. But this is somebody that it wants to really commit a lot of extra time to saying, I'm going to focus on trying to drive this ministry, recruit volunteers, do the training. And so all of our women's ministries, um, our mom's ministry, all of our local ministries, um, even our groups um, have structures of leadership teams and things where these are ministry coordinators. So this is for somebody that's saying, you know, I really, really want to get involved in the building in the working of this. And then last in our pipeline, we have the staff elder combo. Again, our goal is not that every person that goes into our church and serving becomes a staff member. This is less of a direction as it's to define clearly what the roles are with inside the ministries of our church. But from time to time, we have people within our church who have gone all the way from serving to becoming on our staff. And that's a beautiful thing because people understand the vision. They understand the context of how our church works because they've been um, intricately involved in it. And so that is our leadership pipeline. We have the first serve, we have the volunteer, we have the leader, we have the ministry coordinator, and then we have the staff elder. Now, I want to speak a little bit specifically to the ministries 
within our church. And the reason I want to do that is because I believe it's important for you as a connection coach, as you're coaching people to step into ministry roles, that you have an idea of what are the different opportunities that they can step into. I know, and I actually don't mind this, that you're going to be more drawn to asking people to step into the ministries that you are involved in. That's great. Um, you are the best advocate for the ministry that you serve, and you're better than me. <laughs> so I want to encourage you to in, to share with people the things that you're doing. But I also want to make sure that you have a well-rounded view of the ministries in our church. And the best way to do this is for you to spend some time on stonescrossing.com slash serve. This is where you can hear about all the different ministry opportunities. But I do want to just speak about them briefly for a moment here um, on this audio recording or this podcast or wherever you're listening to this. And so um, within our church, we have all the specific ministries that affect the functions of Sundays um, that you would imagine. We have our connection ministry. This is for first-time guests. This is for people working in the cafe. This is for people working the counter, taking people to their children's classrooms. This is all about helping people connect into our church that are here for the first time. And then secondly, we have our children's ministry and our student ministry. Um, these are such huge vehicles in our church. Our church is um, largely people who have young families, and so we see a lot of people step into these ministries. Um, I'm sure you're pretty familiar with them. If you're a connection coach, you're someone that I already think has a grasp on these, so I'm not going to spend that much time talking about those. And then we also have our women's Bible study. Um, we are working on developing a men's Bible study. We have our mom's crossing ministry. These are ministries within our church that um, people step into not only for connection, but for discipleship. Um, and so these are the ministries within our church. We also have the worship team, everything it takes to pull off a Sunday. We've got camera, all of these things. And again, you can explore these in more detail on our website, but um, there's a lot of things that it takes to pull off ministry on Sunday morning. So if I am exploring with somebody where do they want to serve within the context of the local body, I often just begin with their giftings and their resources. What are their past experiences? Where have they served in the church before? Did they like it? Did they not? Do they want to do something different? Where are they currently serving? How is it working? And then I build the conversation up, the, up from there as we talk about where they can serve within our church body. From time to time, somebody will have a unique gifting and we will actually create a role specific for them. Um, currently, we have someone that's working on the audio for our podcast, and that's their background and their gifting. It makes sense to almost use their gifting to help facilitate the ministry that we're doing as a church better than to create something new for them. Secondly, um, I want to talk about the ministries that we have in our community. And so currently as a church, um, we have five ministries that we've developed out of our church. We do have other local partnerships, um, but the five ministries are this. We have Stone's Auto Service, which is our auto ministry for single moms, elderly, and widows. Um, this is something that you can serve in if you like to work on cars. You also can serve in it if you just want to connect with people. We also have our monthly meal. This is Loving Beyond Meals. This is every second Tuesday of the month where we provide meals to the community. In our current state, this is a drive through meal. Um, so it's less community focused, but we are actually providing more food than we were when we were meeting in person. Then third, we have Loving Beyond Tutoring. Um, this is a ministry within the context of our church where we are helping meet the needs to facilitate tutoring in our community. Um, we are doing this right now through a digital format, but once things open back up, we'll be doing this again in an in-person format. And then also we have Healing on the Hill, which we are planning on reopening this fall. This is a uh, ministry where we are trying to help um, with the healthcare needs within the Johnson County community and providing free healthcare for people. Now, our last ministry is our nursing home outreach, um, Visiting Friends. And this is an opportunity where people can connect one-on-one -on -one 
with somebody in our church, uh, with somebody in a nursing home and to just develop a relationship with them. Um, the nursing home tries to assign us people that don't have people meeting with them. And so this is what this is. And I know that was an absolute flyover, but this is really what I want you to capture with our, with our local ministries. Our local ministries are all birthed out of the giftings of people within the context of our church. So first off, we look at how people are gifted and we say, um, we try to encourage people to serve. And then from time to time, there's a clump of people in our church that have the same giftings that we actually develop a formal ministry around this. Some of these develop into their own nonprofits. Some of them are ministries that just kind of stay small and it's a body of people doing things together. But every once in a while, these ministries go to the level to where we say, this is a full-fledged ministry of our church and we support it as such. We support it financially. And so even in these conversations, when you're exploring with people, begin to start with their giftings. And if they're attached to one of the ministries we established, that's great. If they're not, we can point them into another direction in our local ministry, or there might be a body of people in our church that they can serve with. And then lastly, it may create the opportunity for them, if the Holy Spirit's working in multiple people in the same time in this way, for us to even walk alongside them in establishing a new local ministry. Because again, we believe in equipping the people in our church to serve our church and serve our community. So that's where our ministries are birthed out of. Now, one more question that you often might face when you're talking about local ministry is that sometimes people want to know why we don't do certain ministries. Well, as we filter our ministries, the first thing I said is that we want to think about the giftings of people within the context of our church. The second thing we want to think about is, is it a real ministry need? And what I mean by this, first off, there are some incredible churches around us who are doing awesome things in local, local ministry. We don't need to do the things that they're doing because, frankly, they're already doing that. Now, we will sometimes encourage people to serve within another church's local ministry if it aligns with their gifting, but we never really are going to establish a ministry that another church has. To give you examples for, by this, Mount Pleasant Church has an incredible um, food pantry ministry, an incredible um, clothing ministry, just literally two exits down 37 Road. So there's no reason for us to facilitate that. Rather, we should partner with them and not try to create the same thing and then just pull away from one another's needs and giftings. We can use our resources in a different way. Another example of this is Emmanuel Church has an incredible foster care ministry. We want to partner with them in this, but we're not necessarily going to establish this ministry ourselves. So from time to time, you might have somebody that asks you questions around how can, you know, why don't we do this? And they may be passionate about it. And I would just encourage them to say that it's okay to serve within the context of other ministry. There may be a way that we specifically partner with them. For example, as it relates to Emmanuel, um, we have considered developing communities that work within their foster care system, but not necessarily develop our own because they've already got the infrastructure and the resources and we work better together in that way. So that's just one question that you might face in this area. Now, lastly, I want to talk a little bit about global missions before we end session one. Global missions for us, um, we, we do what we call as partnering, and we partner with missionaries um, around the world and regionally who we believe to be aligned with our church vision um, and we think are accomplishing great work for the kingdom. And so um, how we partner with them, well, we give to these ministries financially. So when people give to our church, um, it's good to let them know that a per percentage of what they give actually goes to these mission efforts in the church. And then secondly, we take trips to visit our partners. And so every year annually, we make sure we travel to Haiti and we travel to El Salvador. Now, in 2020, we were planning on traveling to the Dominican Republic. And in the future, I believe we will establish more trips to see these partners. 
Um, but trips are just a way that we not only maintain relationship with them, but we partner in the work that they're doing. But these partnerships are things that go on year round. So if somebody's really passionate about global missions, you can encourage them to write to our missionaries. You can encourage them to get involved in child sponsorship. You can encourage them to find other ways that they can serve within the context of our partnerships, or they might already have a partnership that they're passionate about. But it's good to remind them that we want to do more than just give checks to our missionaries. We want to partner with them. So that is the end of session one. I hope this gives you an overview of how, what we're going to be trying to accomplish in this training session, um, gives you an overview of how we have worked out the system side of the ministries in Stones Crossing Church, um, and looking forward to session two as we begin to talk about how you actually take somebody through the place assessment.